Hello there. So the WrestleMania review series rolls on and we now come to WrestleMania 19. Uh, show kicks off with the uh, cruiserweight title Matt Hardy defending against Rey Mysterio. This was pretty good. This was actually pretty solid. I think they started the uh, tradition as well. Rey Mysterio was having a fancy, like a themed uh, a themed rig attire for WrestleMania, which is always good. Always good. To have. All the stars like to do that, make an effort for that. I think he had a Flash one this year, if I remember right. And uh, yeah, fun little match here. This was uh, like Matt Hardy version one. This to me is the best, most entertaining version of Matt Hardy when he always had his little Matt facts on the screen. I always liked that. Yeah, the match is fine for what it was. Good solid opener, decent ideal opener. Doesn't go. They don't get a ton of time, but they do. They make their most of it. And does it outstay its welcome? Matt Hardy wins, which was a surprise at this point. So yeah, fine. Good stuff. Can't really complain. Can complain about the next one, however, Undertaker against Big Show and A Train. Originally, it was uh, scheduled to be Undertaker and Nathan Jones in a tag match against the two of them. Uh, what a waste, of Undertaker! But they weren't really making a big deal of the streak at this time. But you can just see everyone else was filled up with other things. He was kind of stuck with his garbage. This is one of the worst Undertaker matches at WrestleMania, but you know he still wins. However, Nathan Jones comes in at the win at the end. Nothing really came of this guy. The only other thing I can remember that he did in his career was uh, get killed by Brad Pitt in the first five minutes of Troy. So there you go. Nathan Jones, eh? What if? One of those what if? Eh? Whatever happened to them? Anyway, up next, women's uh, triple threat title match. Victoria defended against Trish Stratus and Jazz. This is very good, actually. This is a really entertaining match. A match is completely forgotten about. But uh, yeah, it was entertaining, actually, really good. The, last year, the women had, were, in, were put in the impossible situation of having to follow Rock Hogan. I mean, how do you do that? But they're in a more uh, natural position on the card here, a much more beneficial one here. And it works. They get a decent amount of time. Trust Stratus wins as well. So putting the, the big star over on the big stage completely works here. I think uh, this uh, just really works. Fantastic stuff here. Really enjoyed that, as good as you can be possibly expected here. Then we've got a triple threat match for the tag titles, Team Angle, Los Guerreras, and uh, Benoit, and someone else. Can't actually quite remember who he was teaming with, I think it was Rhino, can't really quite remember. But the match is fine, decent enough little match, Team Angle wins, this was like Benjamin and Haas, they were a really good tag team at the time, so, you know, and they benefited from the Kurt Angle Association, obviously. So, yeah, this worked out quite well for what it was. And then we come to Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Shawn Michaels' first WrestleMania in five years. And uh, he just came back at SummerSlam 2002. And then they did this great storyline with Jericho as well. This was how you do like a long-term storyline. Like Everyone's talking about, oh, the Fiend and Orton these days. What a great long-term storyline. But that, that, that's not like shit, sorry, as for the most part. Whereas this one actually really worked incredibly well. You had the stuff when like... Jericho and was trying to outdo Michaels at the Rumble and things like that and it was really well built for that of course Jericho had a match with Jeff Hardy at No Way Out 2003, a guy who's always been compared to Shawn Michaels which made a lot of sense to do that and they finally came to this match here and it was great and it was worth waiting for, fantastic match, absolutely brilliant fantastic back and forth from the two of them, Shawn ends up winning tremendous match, absolutely brilliant what more can be said? We all know it's a classic, so what more can be said? 
and we come. We also had during the night here, like the the Miller girls, and they were having a little thing with Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler. Ended up having a little pillow match as well, <laughs> with a bed set up, up up on the stage. And then Coach comes in, gets involved. He ends up getting beaten up and pinned by them. What a jammy bastard, Coach! <laughs> you know, lucky man, lucky man. So I uh, know that all the feminists nowadays would be like, yeah, you can't do that. That's terrible. You know, you'd have at least we have their proper women's matches. It's just like uh, all these four horsewomen garbage that they have at WrestleMania now, and like Charlotte versus fucking Ray Finkel, aka Rhea Ripley last year. Fucking boring. I'll take this over that any day. Thank you very much. Now moving on. Uh, Triple H and Booker T World Heavyweight Title. The match is okay. It's not a bad match. It's kind of infamous for you know they did all this thing when they they brought up Booker T's past and things like that, and they really made him look bad. And then to not have him go over here. This is one of the things when Triple, which is what people call his burying spree, in two thousand three. And Booker T seems to, yeah, Booker T really should have won here. There's no two ways about it. It's not as a bad match at end, but Booker T really should have won after all that. And then Triple H wins, and you're just like. You, you, you give fuel to the fire to the people that hate Triple H right here. This just fuels the fire right here. I always liked Triple H as a performer, but he had no business winning this match. This should have been the feel-good moment for Booker, but, yeah, well, there you go. He got his moment eventually, but still, it should really have came here. But whatever, Booker's awesome, and Triple H is a fanny. So there you have it. And we come now next to... Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon. This match is fucking awesome. I don't care what anyone says. I know Smarts would be like, it's not the liquid. Turn that new wrestlers. Ah, shut up. This match is absolutely perfect. The two guys that essentially created WrestleMania, which they put this, which way they actually put this as the, the build up to it. This was tremendous. You've got Hulk Hogan just. Riding the wave again after the you you coming back the year before the momentum with him and Rock, and Vince McMahon again get getting his second ever WrestleMania match as well. So first one against his son, and the next one almost against his prodigal son when it comes to WrestleMania in that sense. So it, it works out that way. It works out well. And the match is fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. There's even this incredible spot when there's a ladder set up outside. Vince McMahon does a leg drop out of it on on top of Hogan on a table. Like I've said many times before, whenever I've reviewed a Vince McMahon match here, Vince McMahon always had entertaining matches. He would do ridiculous things to his body to entertain fans. And you see, when you look at it, Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon are... The smarts are obsessed with wrestling, and yet they have an unhealthy hatred for these two men, two guys that put wrestling and WrestleMania on the map in the way that no one else ever could. It's, it's baffling, but whatever. It is what it is. But this match is awesome. Absolutely loved it. This could have uh, really... This could really have main evented. You could have made a real strong case for this to main event, but... It didn't. It went on third from last. And when you come second from last, you've got Rock and Austin. Yep, this, in theory, could have main evented too. But, you know, we, we got to the stage where, at least when you say, oh, there's three Austin Rock matches at WrestleMania, they were two years apart each, so it wasn't three years in a row or two years in a row. And they weren't always fighting each other on TV all the time. If, if you'd have done Cena and Orton at a WrestleMania, it would have been just, oh, God, overkill in a singles match they've obviously been in multi like triple threats before against each other but yeah this 
this one was really good again and enjoyed the match it was good now here's the thing it turned out to be stone cold's last match uh, of course apparently he was hospitalized the night before now watching this match you would never have known that because the match is actually a good strong solid match still not as good as their other two wrestlemania matches i mean wrestlemania 17 to me is the greatest match of all time and 15 is pretty fucking awesome too now this is good though this is it's remarkable how good it actually turned out considering the circumstances but there is a moment when rock rock bottoms stone cold but he doesn't sell it in the same way he actually does start to you see I'm really grimacing in pain. It's actually quite disturbing to see. You can see the pain and anguish on his face, so you can tell there's something wrong with that there. But The Rock eventually wins, and uh, you can see he whispers something. I believe he whispers something like, I love you, brother, or something to Stone Cold after the, in the match. So there you go there. There you go there. Rock, Hollywood Rock here at this time, an absolute classic. So there you go. They did as good as they could, even under the circumstances. So goes down history as Austin's last match and you know what having your last match be at Wrestlemania against The Rock is one hell of a way to go out though in many ways so there you go and we come finally to the main event Kurt Angle defending the WWE title against Brock Lesnar yep as I mentioned in previous reviews Kurt Angle was kind of on the undercard on the underside of previous Wrestlemania's against like Benoit and against Kane uh, but now he finally gets his moment so well, I think uh, there's a strong case that Austin McMahon could actually have main evented this show in many ways. It should have, but I actually think in many ways it's the best match on the card in many ways. I'm kind of glad this did, because at least Kurt Angle got his moment to main event at WrestleMania, especially after being on the undercard in the previous years. So, yeah, this, the match itself's fine. I don't think it's that great. To be honest, at SummerSlam 2003, they had a, a much better match, a really great match. This one's kind of just fine. It's kind of memorable for Brock Lesnar botching that su- uh, shooting star press. It's like, you don't need to do that, Brock. You really don't. But, you know, they did kind of make the right call this main event. And Lesnar was the 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 Rumble winner. Plus, as well, Lesnar was the guy who they were going with at this. And this was their next big thing, as they even quite literally called him at that point. So, you know... There you go. It's still a. It's not the greatest main event of all time. Doesn't really live up to other, other ones in the past. So especially two years previously, Austin Rock. However, you can see why they put it in this position, and it doesn't hurt the show. Being in the position, it's a very good show. Actually, while there's nothing as iconic as Hogan Rock from the previous years. And let's be real, nothing could ever be as iconic as that. It's actually a better overall show, top to bottom, for that. So, you know, this is a definitely another really good, strong WrestleMania during a time when good, strong WrestleManias were the norm. So, there you have it. The next WrestleMania I'll be doing in the series is WrestleMania 21. Look forward to that. And thank you ever so much here for listening. And goodbye.